Welcome to our Engaging Influencers podcast, where we at Ablaze Malawi aim to illustrate the significance of living an influential Christian life and how one could impact society. We do this by bringing real-life situations and stories to illustrate just how essential this is to the everyday Christian life. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, fam. Welcome to another session of Engaging Influences with your host, Santla Dacker. I know I wasn't here the past week. Um, I had a hectic schedule, so I wasn't able to record and share an episode last week. So, really sorry for that. But this week, I'm sure what God is going to um, teach us today will make up for the lost time. So, bear with me. Make sure we're together. If you want to go for jogging, put on your headsets, turn up the volume. If you have someone in mind, share them the link. Don't just have these good things to yourself. There's good content. And I'm telling you, if you stick with this podcast, you will not remain the same throughout this year. I can guarantee you. Listen to every episode. And if your life will not change, come back to me and tell me my life didn't change. I will compensate for that. I'm praying for this, I'm giving my time in this, and I'm believing in the content God is giving me. Someone is going to become a better leader. Myself, I'm already changing as I write down what I'm learning in my studies. I believe you too will come out better. So just stick in, that's my point. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, thank you for another week that you have given us so that we can be together and learn something that will grow us, that will increase our capacity, that will make us better people, better leaders. So I thank you and I bless you, knowing this is not an ordinary time. This is a time for growth. This is a time to be an effective tool in your hands. For we know you have called us for great things on this earth. For we know our times are with the purpose. We are not just here to live by, admire earth. We are here, God, for a certain reason. And we want to equip ourselves for this task. Let your word come life to us. And may we indeed be better people by the end of this episode. In the name of Jesus, I have prayed, Lord. Amen. So let's get into this. Um, as most of you must know, if you are not listening for the first time, we are still continuing with the series Leadership Lessons from Bible Characters. So I've shared a couple of characters as of the weeks passed. And today we are looking into another character that most of you know very well. His name is Abraham. Oh yes, what a great man. So, just a quick background. And if you want to find out more about this man, the beautiful thing about this series is 
where I'm getting all the content, like most of it is from a resource that all of us can have access to, the Bible. So if you want to know more about Abraham, just go to Genesis chapter 12 to 14. And whatever I'm going to share here, it's going to make sense to you as you'll be reading those scriptures. So, talking about Abraham, his name means father of Maritude. He's considered the patriarch, or we can say the father, of all Abrahamic religions. And if you follow through, then you understand that Abrahamic religions consist of Judaism, uh, which is for the Jews, and uh, we have Christianity, which I am part of, and I believe most of you are part of, because this is a Christian leadership podcast. And Islam. So all these faiths, which are pretty much some of the biggest faiths in the world, spring from this man. So it's very critical. We can somehow call him the father of our faith. So he grew up in the Ur of Chadia. It is a precursor to the Babylonian Empire or civilization per se. And right now, in our present time, it is located in the present day Iraq. He's well known for obedience and wavering faith, and he's embraced of the unknown. This was shown by how he adhered to the instruction from God to leave his homeland to a place that he didn't know. And it's also shown by how he trusted God when he promised him a child at a late age. Yet he believed on God. So if you want to get edified as a leader in believing God's promise... No matter how long it can take, this is the perfect episode for you. So let's go deeper. What are the leadership lessons that we can learn from Abraham? First point. Leaders embrace the unknown. From the beginning of chapter 12 of Genesis, as we start to, uh, to go through this story of Abraham, what you understand is that he was instructed to leave his comfort zone and march on into uncertainty. God had told Abraham, leave your people. Leave the place that you know. Leave everything that has been part of your life for 75 years and go to a place that I'll tell you. God did not instruct him right away where he should go. He just told him, leave and I'll show you the place that you should go. At 75 years old, going to explore life, going to explore new places. No. It's not that easy. But this was a man that listened to God and he went on to explore And perhaps embrace uncertainty. And that's why we are talking about him today. So this is similar to us leaders. 
whether in business, uh, careers, organizational settings, or community, there has to be a point in our lives where we have to embrace uncertainty. I would like to speak so much to business leaders. This is a hot topic. Managing risk and uncertainty. As a leader, you have to leave the comfort zones behind and embrace uncertainty. Because you know the truth. There's always a promised land that awaits on the other side. You will never know how far you can go by staying where you are. Sometimes the greatest chapters of our life only have a title much later on. The best time to begin a new chapter, to have new beginnings is now. No matter how young we are, no matter how old we are, we have to be courageous enough to say, I don't understand this. I don't know how to go on. But I believe if I go there, there's a better place for me than where I am now. I believe if I explore this chart, uh, there's a better outcome for my company. There's a better market for my business. There are better investors in this country, even though I've never been there for my business. I believe the message that I have, these people listen more to me. I believe if I go and build a church in this area, even though it seems there are no resources, even though it seems a primitive area, but I'll have impact here. I'll have souls here. That's what I'm talking about. It's not always about staying where things are working. It's about exploring Places that no one has stepped on. It's about pioneering. It's about taking the first steps. That's how God starts with us. If you want to make history, let's be ready to allow our lives to be chapters of stories that have never been written and read before. That's what I'm talking about. Secondly, leaders have to obey God's call. So what you understand is that he didn't just embrace the unknown out of mere ambition or enthusiasm. Abraham was obeying God's call. The truth is that it will not always be easy to obey God. And please people at the same time. Abraham left the people he knew. The people he loved. The people that needed him. But he had to listen to God. Obedience will always be hard at first. Until we recognize that all that God ever asks us. Is good to us. I'm speaking to you as a leader. Sometimes God will tell you. Leave this workplace and go and start your own business. It will not always be easy. I mean, you are getting a good salary. You have a stable life. You are secure. You are sure that I don't know the month. You'll be able to pay for your children's school fees. You'll be able to feed your family. 
But here God is telling you, go and start a business. Go and start a ministry. Where do you find the courage? Take my words. God is not going to ask you for anything unless it is good for you. No matter how hard it looks, no matter how tough it sounds, God's way always turns out to be the better way. So obey God. If he's telling you to move your ministry to this area, move that ministry. Trust me, it might not have the best of resources, it might not be in the city, but maybe there you will be able to win more souls to his kingdom. Maybe there you'll be able to do more impact than you'd have done in the former place that you were at. God might be telling you to shift your business and focus on a new direction. You might not have an idea how to, to maneuver around this new direction that you have to take. But just trust God. Our duty is not to understand God. Our duty is to trust Him. But in the end, as He said, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts, He always proves Himself faithful and stronger, wiser and greater. Trust me, God's way is better. Obey Him in what you are believing he's telling you to do. Thirdly, great leaders take time to give thanks to God. After Abraham arrived in the modern Palestine, which pretty much is the canon in the Bible, he built an altar between towns of Bethel and Ai to give praise and thanks to God for that he did for him. One thing that you have to understand is he had not settled in this land, no. But by virtue of being carried on by God to this place that God told him he would be, he found a very good reason to give thanks to God. He didn't wait until he had settled, until he had you know, a, a huge piece of land. And he had started prospering in that new land. He gave thanks to God. Even when the full promise was not fully fulfilled. As leaders, you have to be able to notice little progress. As leaders, you have to be able to notice the advancements that we are making. In our industry, in our marketplace. Even personally, how are we growing in this area that we are not good at initially? Those little steps that we are able to recognize and give thanks to God, those shall get established and God will multiply grace. What am I saying? When Jesus saw that there were two fish and five loaves of bread, that was enough to give thanks to God. And what happened? God multiplied it. To a point that he was able to feed 5,000 people, I mean men alone, and the women and the children, and they were leftovers. 
this power in giving thanks. And that's why God did more for Abraham. Be a leader that you can be able to take time on your own to say thank you, God. And you have to show your people that they have to be grateful for every little progress. It's a great culture to establish in your organization. It's not just about ministry. Any place we have a lot of selfish leaders and grateful leaders. Their people are working hard. They can't be able to, to notice a little difference, uh, the little progress, and, and appreciate their team. They're so submerged in their ambitions. It's not good leadership. Take time to be able to recognize the progress that your team members are doing and be able to say, man or sis, you are doing a great job. Keep it up. It means a lot to people. Be able to even tell yourself that you are doing all right. Trust me, you find the courage and the motivation within to keep going. Give thanks to God and appreciate the people that you are working with. The other lesson is that we learn that great leaders give preference to others. When the land couldn't hold their blessings, Abraham suggested to his nephew Lord that they should separate and how Abraham did it was that he didn't, he was older than Lot. Lot was his nephew. He would have simply told Lot, Lot, go that side with your things. But he gave preference to Lot and told him that he should have the first choice over the area to take. And when Lot chose the better area, he didn't complain. He wished Lord well and Lord went on to leave his area and he went to the other side. That's what leadership is about. God-centered leaders should be able to set aside the desire to fulfill their own personal needs to help others fulfill their own. It's servant leadership. It's about putting other people ahead of you. Even if it means they'll get the rewards first. It only shows that you see God as your greatest reward. So be able to give preference to others. Don't always choose the good things for yourself. Don't always choose the praise for yourself. When anything good happens, it's me, it's me. No, 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 no. Give people a chance to do something in the organization and receive praise for it. Acknowledge the people publicly. Praise them publicly. That's what leadership is all about. That's what we're talking about, giving preference to others. All good things don't only belong to you. Learn to share praise. Learn to share good things. Learn to have other people go ahead. That's what being a servant leader is about. And God, as he said, that those who are humble, he shall exalt. And the greatest are those that serve others. Truly, God shall make you the greatest through that servant heart. The fifth point is that great leaders are faithful to their families and friends. When Abraham had heard that his nephew was carried off as plunder from the war, which we read in Genesis 14, Abraham did not de delay 
but he called out his best fighting forces and rescued Lot. I mean, these were a couple of kings that came to fight surrounding kingdoms and they conquered about five kingdoms. A force that was able to conquer five kings and you are only a household. Where do you find the courage to say, I'm still going to fight those two kings and get my family back? This was a risky decision. There were only 300 something men against thousands. This Abraham man loved Lord. He was a man that stood for his family, for his friends. So be loyal. Learn to fight for your family and friends. Don't allow your loved ones and your circle to suffer while you are alive. Lord could have gone into slavery. Abraham did allow that. He knew the best days of Lord were ahead of him. So he went to fight for his family. So fight for your family. Go on your knees and pray for family as a leader. Go ahead. Strive. Hustle. Build wealth so that you can be able to look back and pull your family out of poverty as well. Look for people around your family to pay school fees for. Look for people who are suffering in your household, in your family, and assist them. Find a work opportunity for them. If you have money, give them something to get started in business. Do whatever it takes to stand for your family so that they should not suffer. This was Abraham. He risked his life, his men's life, for his family. You have people that in your house, your immediate family, are going through addictions and you're just watching it. Inside you're telling yourself that's his life. That's not being a great leader. A great leader is able to see his people suffer and he tells himself within, this, as long as I'll be alive, will not go on. Things will change. My family will get better. My family will live in a better house. Everyone in my family will have school fees. Everyone will eat well. You should be able to say those things as a leader and go after it. That's what I'm trying to say. The sixth point, we have to place our faith in God alone. Believe in God alone and have no alternatives or shortcuts. The decision to have a child through Hagar, that was suggested by Sarah, his wife, only bathed a way for Ishmael's descendants, who later on became a snare to the rest of Abraham's children. They couldn't wait on God. God told them, at the right time, you have the child. But they're like, mm -mm. when's the right time? We're getting old. When is the right time? This is like over 10 years since he promised. No matter how God may seem to delay, trust me, it shall still come to pass. Don't fall for shortcuts. Don't try to come up with alternatives. Dwell on what God promised you 
have faith in God alone. If God told you to do that business, no matter how it seems to not be working out for now, stick to it. It will work out. Stick to the passions, the promptings, the dreams God has given you. Have faith in God for His power to accomplish this. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by the Holy Spirit. Indeed, the Holy Spirit will bring it to pass. Have faith in God. The seventh point is wise leaders do not run ahead of God's timing. As I said, they couldn't wait on God and they chose to take the slave girl to sleep with Abraham so that could have a child. And later on, the consequence was that Ishmael's descendants, even to date, they're snare to Abraham's um, children. So there are always consequences in taking shortcuts. There are always consequences when you try to move ahead of God. Where on God, follow his footsteps. He's the one who knows the direction. And it's not, it doesn't just only know the direction. He's making a way for you. Do you think you can make your own way? In this world, where the people who are working for a downfall, in this world, where the people who will not allow you to pass until you give them false favors, until you compromise. There's no way you can achieve this without God. Don't try to move ahead of Him. Let Him be ahead of you and make a way for you. The consequences can be generational. Don't take that risk. We're on God. Eighth point, leaders stand in the gap and intercede for each other. That happened. Abraham, he had to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah, even though it was not a place that he lived. But that's what a leader is. He assisted for Sodom and Gomorrah, and he stood for his cousin Lord so that the angels would come and take him off from that place before he destroyed it. So be a leader that you are able to stand for the gap. You know, these people are not doing right, but you are able to defend them, knowing that with time they will change. You're able to pray for them. You're able to believe in them when no one has believed in them. I'm telling you that people who believe that Africa will never change. People are always going to be poor. People are always going to think in a, in a lowly way. There's still people like that. But it is up to you as a good leader to say, no, Africa can change. Africa can come up with good products. Africa can come up with innovations. Africa can become a world leader. Believe in your people and stand in the gap. Ninth point, leaders need to understand that the leadership is a life learning process. It will not happen in a day it didn't happen in a day with Abraham. God started with him. He was coming from a place where they were worshipping idols. Um, he wasn't sure how to go about. He lied along the way. He, he, he tried to come up with his own alternative to God's promise. But God never gave up on him. Throughout, he was perfecting his faith. 
So we have to be able to get to that point as well where we can be able to understand that this is a life learning process. Take your time. Things will get better. Things will get brighter. And you end up a great leader just like Abraham himself. Lastly, there's worth in trusting God. As far as we know it, Abraham died a very wealthy man. So don't think you leave whatever God has told you and tell him to serve him and to follow him and to do what he wants you to do and you end up broke and you end up an ordinary person. That's impossible. As far as I've read my Bible, any person that followed God ended up great in some way or another. Whether they are wealthy or perhaps they were influential in their times, that was a guarantee. And I'm telling you, by choosing to follow God in the uncertainty, by choosing to obey God when you don't understand, by choosing to believe God when it seems to take long, trust me, you are heading in a direction of great endings, of worthy possessions. It pays to follow God. There's a reward for faithfulness. There's a reward for faith in God. There's a reward for obeying God. I want you to take that as a leader. As we go on to this new week, I stretch my hand upon everyone who is listening to this. Lord, bless them. Raise them up as leaders for a difference. People who not go just after their own ambitions, but they wait and listen for your call and your direction. And they will obey you all the way because you know what's better for them. God, you created us for you. We are only living a life that you determined before we are born. Lord, give grace to follow your way this week. Give grace, Karomari, to stand on your promise. May we not great weary, but may our faith be made stronger every day. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Have a blessed week. Good night.